Welcome back to middle school It's a zoo out there So just be cool Don't speak too loud Try to fit in But if you don't Then you can be in outfit everyone and a welcome to the Outfit Repeaters, an unofficial Lizzie McGuire recap podcast. I'm your host Marissa Cantor and with me as always is Sam Chung. Hello Marissa, it's great to be back podcasting once again and uh, I'm very excited to be doing one of my favorite things which is arbitrarily ranking things. Yeah, today is all about lists. I love a good <laughs> love a good list. Yeah, I love putting things in order. Um and there's really no well, I guess there is a reason, but you know, like I said, it's arbitrary, it's what I feel and that's my list. Yeah, as are most opinions. As a 5 on the Enneagram, lists are my de- lists are my jam. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm a one and a one loves a good list too. Yeah, you love a good list as well. More for like organizational purposes. Oh, I love you lists know? because then you know what's best. (laughs) Always trust a list. Yeah, so we have completed our Lizzie McGuire rewatch, 65 episodes in the books. And as we've talked about throughout this process, the thing about Lizzie McGuire is that the highs are high, but the lows on a rewatch could be pretty low. So we thought that it would be fun to independently rank our five favorite and five least favorite episodes of Lizzie McGuire. Was this hard for you? It was hard for me. I think that there were a lot of contenders in both categories, so it was a little hard to narrow it down. I'm curious what your decision-making process was like. What were the qualities that you were looking for? Um. So... For this exercise, what I decided to do rather than go for my favorite, because I feel like if I had made a list of like my favorite and least favorite episodes, it might look a little, well, the favorite episodes especially might look a little bit different. Um, But what I decided to base my ranking on, and maybe we should have discussed this earlier so we were using (laughs) the same criteria, was basically I looked at all 65 episodes and for the best five episodes basically i i use the criteria of like is this an episode of lizzie mcguire that i felt really like encapsulates the show has like solid a and b stories really has like all the characters so sorry end of season two you don't count um (laughs) and yeah i guess just go from there and i guess on the flip side when i was looking at my my bottom five episodes it really came down to basically five episodes that I feel did not age well and um, that I never need to see again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think even though we did not discuss this at all ahead of time, I think that I really went in a similar direction. Really? In terms of my selections. So there weren't, for you, there weren't like five episodes on either side that like really stood out. It was kind of like hard to choose. 
Well, I think another factor that influenced me were just there are so many iconic episodes that were so firmly a part of my childhood and like a part of they just they just hit different because of that nostalgia factor. Mm -hmm. So it was kind of hard to separate that from being a little bit more, you know, objective in my selection. Ah, I see. Yeah. Well, at the end, um, don't worry. I actually was able to track down Hillary Duff's top five favorite episodes. So we can look at that. Just kidding. (laughs) But we can look at, I guess, the IMDb top five and bottom five to see what the people say. I would love that. I also actually did find an EW article ranking every single episode of Lizzie McGuire. Really? EW did that? Yeah. How, How long ago was this? This article is from January 11th, 2016. So fairly random. Yeah, that feels pretty random. (laughs) Like I would have imagined it would have been in light of maybe like the, you know, flopped reboot news when it was first announced, people excited about Lizzie McGuire again. But what an arbitrary time to do a Lizzie McGuire ranking. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, curious to hear what they would say as well. Yeah. Should we jump in? Yeah. Um. Do we want? I. I think we should do worst first. You want to do worst first? Yes. Starting from like number five, like five, four, fifth, three, two, worst, one. Yeah. Leading up to the worst episode of Lizzie McGuire. Yes. All right. How do you want to do this? Do you want to go like one at a time, or? Yeah. Like number oh. five, we talk about it. Number four, we talk. Yes. I don't want to just list them all. I okay. want to do some analysis. Okay. <laughs> Does that work for you? That works for me. Okay, so let us just dive in. I feel like we are going to have a lot to unpack, and I am so excited to see where we agree and disagree on this journey. Yeah, I'm curious where you netted on on, on some of these. Yeah, because to be perfectly clear, we have no idea what each other have selected. That's true, This yeah. was a very important part of the process for us. Mm-hmm. This was completely independent. We are finding out each other's best and worst for the first time <laughs> along with you. Yeah. So let's get started. What was your fifth worst episode of Lizzie McGuire? For me, it was much harder to choose my bottom five than my top five because there were so many contenders for my bottom <laughs> five. <laughs> brutal Uh, yeah brutal assessment but i feel like there were just more episodes and another thing that i noticed was that a lot of my top five episodes were from season one um so i think generally and my bottom episodes generally floated down to season two so i feel like interestingly i guess i was a bigger fan of season one than season two overall um but for my fifth worst episode of lizzie mcguire i have I should have written down what season and episode number this was, but I did not. But it's Extreme Christmas with guest star Steven Tyler. Um, in this episode, Lizzie is making a um, like a parade float for Christmas when a delusional guy named Nobby Frosty Bump shows up and he's having some Christmas trouble and Lizzie's family wants to just help him for some reason. And Lizzie is basically like, I don't want to help him. And then it turns out that she could have helped him the whole time because she's a plumbing prodigy. So it just <laughs> makes no sense. And then at the end, there's just like this unwarranted like, oh, but Lizzie, don't worry. We fixed your float for you. It's so random. 
and arbitrary and it just doesn't fit anywhere within the universe. It's just like, I don't know. It's so random. And I feel like there's some things happening with uh, Nobby Frosty Bump that just go very much unexplored. But like this guy needs more help than just your Christmas Eve plumbing issue. <laughs> I don't know. It was just not a great episode for me. And that's how it landed as number five on my worst list. Okay, okay, I will say that Extreme Christmas is also on this list for me. Oh, really? You had Extreme Christmas on your list too? <laughs> Not in the number five spot. I think it's a little bit worse than you think You think it's do. worse? Okay, all right. But I will save that reveal. Okay. But I think you summed up all the reasons, right? Like, Nobby is not okay. Nobby is not okay, and nobody wants to address it. And Steven Tyler, what are you doing there? <laughs> I know we addressed this when we recapped the episode, but I'm not like Steven Tyler. Like, why? Yeah, I know. I was also thinking a fun thing to do would be like best and worst of very specific things like best and worst cameo appearances. And Steven Tyler would definitely be the worst cameo, right? Yes. And also, according to the Lizzie McGuire wiki, this was the first episode broadcast in which uh, Miranda did not appear. So big, big thumbs down <laughs> on no Miranda in this episode as well. We don't love that. These wikis even have like goofs sections, which is pretty funny. They do. Yeah, like this one, the Maguires are helpless at fixing the plumbing in the retirement home, despite Joe being shown as being a whiz at this in Moving On Up. That's true. Lizzie did get her skills from her mother, who surprisingly lost it all. Yeah, it makes no sense. Makes no sense. It makes no sense. Make it make sense, people. All right. Make so that's it makes sense. <laughs> so yeah, that was my fifth worst episode. Marissa, what did you have in the number five slot? So in the number five spot for me, I have Lizzie McGuire season one, episode thirty, Gordo's video. Oh, you have Gord I also have Gordo's video on my list, but higher up. So okay. <laughs> I thought Gordo's video was worse than Extreme Christmas, but feel free to elaborate. Um, what is Gordo's video about and why did you dislike it? Yeah, in this episode, Gordo installs video cameras all over the school, revealing embarrassing secrets about a lot of the students and then plans to enter this film into a district like student film competition. And it's just a mess. <laughs> <laughs> Like, this is, like, Gossip Girl reboot-level stalking happening. It is just, there is no consent involved. The special effects used do nothing to make these these secrets, you know, anonymous. And it was just, Gordo is not the next Spielberg, you know? I think for me, this episode, like, the cameras all over the school just felt like a little bit creepier to me than Nobby Frosty Bump, which is just concerning. And I think that's <laughs> why I had um, this a little bit worse than Extreme Christmas. And also in this episode, we didn't really touch upon the B story yet. The B story is basically Matt wants to be a stunt man. And so he's trying to do all these stunts and his parents keep shooting him down. And then basically the punchline is that Sam falls into one of Matt's like stunt man traps and then basically hurts himself, which I feel like had been done before. 
It just felt like lazy writing. We've seen this film before. We have seen that before. And so the combination of the A story being a little bit icky with the B story just falling kind of flat made this a bottom five episode for me. Definitely. Yeah. Like, didn't Gordo have cameras in the locker rooms? He did. Yes. Yeah. It's just like next level creepy and not okay. And the footage was not even that compelling, you know? I know. And then the he, worst, the worst thing, the most juicy piece of gossip is that Kate stayed back. Yes. And then um, and they think it's funny, which is also just cruel and like unnecessary bullying. Yeah. And also like he blurs like he hides their identities. But I feel like anybody with eyes could still tell who it was. Yeah. <laughs> it he like, like blurred out job. their faces and like changed their voices. But just the faces, like the bodies were still very much intact. Yeah, no, it didn't make a lot of sense. And so, yeah, no, that's interesting. Okay, so our lists are kind of shaping up in a similar way, though. That's interesting to me thus far anyways. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Number four, should I go first this time? Sure. What do you have at number four? In the number four spot, I have Lizzie McGuire's season two, episode 10, in Miranda, Lizzie does not trust. Oh, okay. Interesting. I Let's see. I did not have that in my list, but um, I did like have it in consideration when I was... Con- <laughs> like, I have a list of like... Because I basically went through the list and was like, these could be in my top five and these could be in my bottom. And I think my could be in my bottom was like <laughs> a dozen episodes. And it did make that short list, but it ultimately didn't make my my top five or my bottom five episodes so yeah why did this fall in the bottom five for you yeah this is just definitely in the this did not age well category basically in this episode Miranda is racially profiled and accused of shoplifting at the mall and when the security guard comes over Lizzie does not have her back Of course, Miranda is upset by this. And of course, Lizzie is super self-righteous about it until she has her like come to Jesus moment and realizes like, of course, I should trust my friend. Of course, I should always have her back. And it's just messy. It's just messy like writing. It's just, of course, we're going to have the Latina girl be accused of shoplifting because God forbid Lizzie McGuire ever be accused of doing something wrong herself. Mm hmm. Of course, we have this like Lizzie, the white girl as the quote unquote witness in this situation. Like it's just all around bad. Yeah, this is a pretty bad episode. As you're as we're recapping it, I'm thinking maybe that could have been number five for me instead of uh, Extreme Christmas. Because, yeah, I remember watching this episode and I remember we were talking about it and we were just really appalled at the entire situation that unfolded. Yeah, so the whole episode is following, of course, Lizzie's perspective again, like the white, the white gaze in this situation and like her justifications for what she did and didn't do and watching her, I guess, white guilt kind of take over. It's just... I know, it's no wonder Miranda left. You treat her so poorly. (laughs) And then the whole sort of like punchline of the episode is that at the end... Lizzie tries to make it up to Miranda by sticking up for her when her English teacher accuses her of using like spark notes or whatever to write her English paper. And then Miranda did that. Yeah. 
I did think the B story here was somewhat amusing. This was the, you know, Matt and Lanny uh, starting their talk show. Oh, yes. In the basement. Yes. And I liked the way the A and B story kind of went hand in hand here because Lizzie kind of learns from Matt in this episode, right? Because Lanny gets upset and leaves, mm-hmm. walks out on the show, and this upsets Matt. But then the second Lanny needs him, he has his back because that's what friends do. So I did like that piece of it. It was probably the only redeeming quality in this episode. But yeah, we don't like racial profiling. Don't love it. On Disney Channel. No. So that that is my number four. Okay. Sam, what was your number four? In number four, or in the number four slot for worst episode for me, I have um, what I believe is season two, episode 28, and it's the greatest crush of all. Um, this is coming off the heels of us also finishing Cruel Summer, so that perhaps <laughs> influenced um, my perception of this episode a little bit. But basically, in this episode, um, speaking of English class, there's this new English teacher, Mr. Keith, who's from Scotland, but we soon learn uh, in the podcast he's actually from Florida. And so he's doing a fake (laughs) uh, Scottish accent that's not really even Scottish the whole time. And all of these young children are, like, falling in love with him. And it's very creepy. And basically... He is putting on this poetry night for Robert Burns, a poet that no one's heard of. And everybody's like, yeah, I would love to go to Robert Burns poetry night. And all these young girls are like, yeah, let me just like perform there and like impress Mr. Keith. And it's just like very creepy. And like I said, Cruel Summer, show all about grooming. It just did not rub me the right way. Um, That's probably the wrong term to use in this situation. (laughs) Uh, But basically... Mr. Keith takes an interest in Lizzie and he's like, here, here's extra poetry books. And I really think that you're, you're someone special. I don't know. It just like, it it was a little, uh, to me. You know, I honestly blacked this episode out of my brain because it should definitely be on my list. (laughs) Now that I'm thinking about it, I am so mad at this episode all over again. Yeah, I can honestly put this in my extreme Christmas <laughs> spot instead. Yeah. Yeah, because I guess at the end of the day, extreme Christmas is just like just not a great episode, but it's pretty harmless. Yeah. Like this is just like kind of, I don't know. And then the B story is basically like um, Fredo is at the McGuire house. I guess is this the ep- this might have been the episode where they're like looking after him because the two big guys are on vacation. Um, but then Fredo ends up somehow appearing at Robert Burns night yeah, <laughs> and like totally ruining it. And then surprise, we never see Mr. Keith again. So <laughs> I wonder why we never see Mr. Keith again. Yeah. But I feel like generally I get why Fredo is there because young children have like, you know, no attention span and I'm sure it's like, Oh look, there's a monkey. But like to me, I don't know, the Fredo, every episode with Fredo kind of just feels like a crutch. Like, why is Fredo here? Like, what is the point of this? Yeah, and the, you know, ethics of animals on set is questionable here. I, I'm trying to stay strong in my, in my list, but I just, I'm, I'm so (laughs) mad because you know what really sent me about this episode? What? Joe McGuire. Yes. Oh my God. That was what I meant to say. So yeah, Joe McGuire, Lizzie is basically 
talking about Mr. Keith, and Joe can tell that Lizzie has a crush on Mr. Keith, but she's like, oh, how cute. <laughs> like, no! Joe McGuire, what are you talking about? She's like, you know, I liked somebody who didn't like me back once. And it's like, Joanne McGuire, this is a teacher. This is a full adult. Yeah. This is not some, like, cute situation. Ugh, that episode is so upsetting. And then this is another episode. So basically, the, there's the pivotal moment is Lizzie has to choose. Is she going to go get Fredo or is she going to stay and impress Mr. Keith? And they decide to go rescue Fredo. But it's Miranda who really goes and, um, you know, saves the day. So the fact <laughs> that in the previous episode, we just do Miranda so dirty. But here Miranda is trying to save the day. Again, just not a great look. Not at all. And... The Mr. Keith of it all, he definitely got off on these 14-year-old girls thinking that he was hot. Like, he knew what was going on, and it was gross. Gross. And then we reduce, like, Kate and Veruca to, like, starting a food fight. (laughs) Is it Veruca who sits in front of Kate at the poetry reading? It's just bizarre. Yeah. 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 An awful episode. Ugh. I really did, like, block that one out. Yeah. I can't, I can't, ugh. Because <laughs> most of my worst episodes are just like the very weird ones. Oh, okay. For from here on out, like my number three was Extreme Christmas. Mm, okay. Which I feel like we said what we needed to say about that one. Well, we're on number four. Oh, wait, you said you're number four, yes. right? Okay. Um. Well, my number three was Gordo's video. Okay. Which we had already talked about. So we're down to the, I guess, two worst episodes. <laughs> Um, Marissa, what did you have as your second worst episode? I had as my second worst episode, season two, episode 26, Grubby Long John's Old Time Review. Oh, really? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I actually didn't have that anywhere on my list. I don't, I, I feel like at first glance, I don't mind that episode. Like, I don't know. It had some funny moments, but I'm curious to hear why it's your second worst episode. For me, this was the episode where, so prior to our podcasting rewatch, I rewatched the series pretty much as soon as Disney Plus launched. And this was the episode that just made me be like, eh, that's enough. <laughs> and I just kind of stopped there. I think the, you know, the whole production order thing has an influence on that too, because you're like just past the point where it seems like everything should have ended and then it's still going. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just thought that Grubby Long John's was a sad place to go on a family vacation. I would not want to go there. I thought that the kids who worked there were equally as sad. It was like Clementine <laughs> yeah. and um, what was the other kid? Corey. Yeah, Corey. <laughs> oh, but his name tag said Hezekiah. <laughs> Hezekiah. <laughs> Oh my god, that's right. That is the best part of that episode when Gordo just like destroys Clementine. Her actual name? Yeah, she's like, that's my actual name. I don't know. I thought that 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 episode had some funny moments like the shootout moment. And then it was like, (laughs) this will begin again in like 15 minutes. (laughs) I don't know. I just, for me, this episode very much lost the plot. I don't really like the romanticization of western 
aesthetics in general. It's mm-hmm. like a very it, it has a certain connotation that I don't love personally. It just didn't do anything for me, honestly. Mm. It just didn't. It felt like it didn't. It was a disruptor. It didn't yeah. really fit with the rest of the episodes. And it was the first episode to me that felt truly out of place. So That was the first episode that felt out of place to you? Yeah. Okay, because my second worst episode, I feel like, is a similar disruptor, but it came before Grubby Long John's Old Time Review. Well, I mean, outside of establishing the particular, like, Fever Dream episodes, what's your number two? Can you guess? Are you going to say Here Comes to Aaron Carter? No, Aaron, that episode did not make either of my lists. I would have been upset if it did. That is not one of the worst episodes. My second worst episode is season two, episode two. El Oro de Montezuma. Oh, yeah, that's a really bad episode. <laughs> um, in this episode, basically, Lizzie, Miranda, and Gordo become, like, obsessed with this Spanish game show. And then we learned that Marissa's cousin, Carlos, who we never meet in the... You just said Marissa's cousin, oh, Carlos. <laughs> I do not have a cousin, sorry. Carlos. Miranda's cousin, Carlos, gets on the show. Oh, wait, do we meet him? Is Carlos ever there? I'm conf- Yeah, Carlos is in the show. Oh, Carlos is in the show. Okay. So yeah, he was translating for them until he couldn't. Right. So Carlos is there and he gets them onto the show. And the whole influence here is this like tr- <laughs> this um this like foreign exchange student named Lee. I guess he's not a foreign exchange student. He's just like a new student. Basically, every time they show Lee, it's just like so awkward and strange. Um, and they make him talk about like his house in Indonesia and they just like put him on the spot for no reason. Yeah. This was another gross episode in that way. They're basically like, yeah, we can go on the show even though we don't speak Spanish. And then I don't know. It just, it's a wild episode. It came out of nowhere. I was not into it. Yeah. I mean, in terms of cultural sensitivity, Lizzie McGuire is just not it. I feel like we could have just made a top five most offensive episodes <laughs> okay as i'm reading as i'm as uh it's coming back to me now carlos was definitely there and then he gets called into a challenge of his own and that's how they all end up they just have to wing it yeah they just have to wing it because they don't speak spanish uh, and this is like their project of like learning another culture <laughs> and it's just so stereotypical yeah, and then the B story in this episode is just like Man- uh, Matt and Lanny playing a very extreme game of hide and seek, which is also just so random. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's mostly because of uh, new Indonesian student Lee, who, again, like, I don't know why. It's just like weird tokenism. I, yeah, I mean, then there's the whole thing where like Lizzie is like trying to talk to Lee, but then like cartoon Lizzie is like. He doesn't really speak English very well, so this is kind of hard. And like, I don't know, I don't know. It's just like yeah, everything it was, about it was just like, uh. It was very much like learn English. Yeah. You foreigner, like it was so. It was <laughs> like he's a kid. He just he's a got child. here. And also, he just looked significantly younger than everybody else. He really did, which just added to the confusion. And uncomfortableness. Yes, yes. Like, he looked like he should have been in class with Matt and Melina. All right. Okay. So that's my second worst episode. That's a good one. All right. Here we are. The worst episode of Lizzie McGuire. Should I go first? Should we do the, like, three, two, one? If we say it, will we say it at the same time? Do you think we have the same one? 
I think we could have the same one. Okay. Count, okay. count us down. Okay. Three, two, one. Magic Inner beauty. You really did go for like the dark and problematic episodes, whereas I just went for the bizarre episodes. Really, I thought about putting Magic Train because it was so disappointing as a as a uh, (laughs) series finale, and it was so bizarre. Just like I don't know, and it's also just like the recency bias of like having just watched it. But I feel like Inner Beauty felt more problematic to me. Um, at the end of the day, and I feel like especially because of the, you know, the whole eating disorder stuff of it all, it just landed here for me. Yeah, I mean, I think that I have mixed feelings about inner beauty because on the one hand, it didn't really age well in terms of the way it talks about body image and body dysmorphia and eating disorders. But I also kind of think about that episode more in the context of when it came out mm-hmm. and, you know, even just like starting a conversation about those topics was pretty progressive then, I would say, and pretty new and could have had a positive impact in that way at the time. So to me, that's sort of like I kind of look at it through that lens and it's not the best episode. Don't get me wrong. It's definitely probably near the bottom for me, too. But that's why it wasn't in my top five. Okay. See, I don't, I don't remember any of this in the early 2000s. I can only speak to watching it now, and I feel like that's why I don't ha- necessarily have that context. But I don't know. This was another episode where I feel like Joe's advice was just wrong. It was just bad because Joe was basically like, oh, well, I'm sure it's nothing, but, you know, if it continues, I guess then we'll see. <laughs> I don't know, Joe McGuire. Like, Miranda should probably <laughs> see a therapist. yeah. Gosh, is Joe McGuire just really the epitome of the highs are high and the lows are low? <laughs> I think so. Kind of. Um, I will say the re- the one little redeeming quality was this was the episode where Matt becomes an artist and turns the house into a gallery, which was a little bit amusing. But I just feel like, yeah, this episode for me just did not handle this topic with the nuance that it really needs or deserves. Um, and then also... You know what made me mad? This was the episode where we learned that they had taken out the music. It was supposed to be Us Against the World by Play, and then Disney Plus replaced it with some generic music that didn't make any sense. And so, you know what? Boo on you, Disney Plus. (laughs) We want Us Against the World by Play. Totally fair. For me, I just had to give it to Magic Train. Maybe it's recency bias, but... What was that episode? <laughs> like This is definitely recency bias for you because it wasn't the worst episode. Um No, it was. <laughs> no, it was. Clover and Daisy were terrifying. Oh my god. No. I just I... think that there are more effective ways to have the conversation that this episode was trying to have in terms of growing up and, you know, clinging to these nostalgic things from your childhood as sort of a safety blanket and how Mm -hmm. we all do that and we all try to seem more grown up than we are especially in middle school like that really did resonate but Clover and Date like the budget for this episode was wild in terms of like the production value for Clover and Daisy like I think I said this last week but they looked like the Times Square equivalent of whatever (laughs) they should be they did and I just hated it 
Yeah. I was like, this is the last episode, you know? It just made no sense. I was Team Kate in this episode. I was as well, yeah. That's when, I mean, I'm generally Team Kate. I think she is just as bullied as by, you know, our three, like Lizzie, Gordo, and Miranda. It's a very mutual relationship, Yeah, I think. Okay, that's fair. Like I said, I didn't think it was that bad. Can I just say one more thing about Inner Beauty? Because as I'm reading through my notes, I'm realizing that they're rehearsing and Miranda passes out basically in front of Joe McGuire and Joe McGuire is still not concerned. (laughs) What? (laughs) Like Miranda is basically like starving herself to the point where she's passing out doing these dance rehearsals and everybody's like, oh yeah, I'm sure it's, you know, not that bad. Like that's pretty bad. No, it's bad. Yeah, and then the B story in Magic Train is the, I guess, kind of similar to the gallery, except it's a dust museum. And Lizzie McGuire, as a television series, ends with Matt McGuire (laughs) trying to save a giant dust bunny. That's crazy. That's a crazy note to end on, I will say. And that is a qualifier for worst episode. Okay. (laughs) So those are the... Uh, each of our top five, or I guess bottom five episodes of Lizzie McGuire. Yes. Okay. On to the, on to the top five. On to the top five. Okay, so I have to begin this section with an honorable mention because I really couldn't narrow it down to five. You said I could have one. Yeah, okay, fine. You can have an honorable mention. And to me, so my honor- Everybody please disregard this honorable mention. <laughs> it so- is not part of the top five. This honorable mention goes to what I thought was the best cameo appearance in the series, and that is Lizzie in the Middle. Okay. I just needed to give kudos to Frankie Muniz where it is due. I thought that was such a fun episode. I love that he played himself and had an active role in the episode. I thought that it was very, he came off as very charming I just I just thought that it was a very enjoyable episode. Not exactly top five worthy, but Frankie just wanted to be a normal kid for a second. He just wanted to play games with the Maguires, and he thought Lizzie was cool. It's a good honorable mention. So that is my honorable mention. Now we can get to the official okay. top five. All right. So number five, tell us what it is for you. So in my number five... The number five best episode of Lizzie McGuire. I'm going all the way back. Season one, episode two, Picture Day. Um, In this episode, basically, it's Picture Day, and Lizzie has to wear this ugly unicorn sweatshirt that she got from Gammy McGuire. And she really doesn't want to, but she kind of has to. And then the B story is... What knocked it down for me from being like higher up on the list, I think. But it's basically Matt McGuire is trying to fake an illness to stop uh, Joe McGuire from sending him to school. And then in the process, Joe makes Matt McGuire ill. So that was not a great look for her again. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but basically, I just thought that this was a really good episode. The, The point of the episode is basically Lizzie basically takes a bullet for Miranda here because... Kate's conspiring with some kid named Ed, who I really don't remember, (laughs) to ruin Miranda's outfit. And then Lizzie basically jumps in front of it. And I feel like that's where Lizzie McGuire is at its best when these friends are sticking up for each other in a way that's like 
wholesome sticking up for each other, not necessarily like I'm going to fix your eating disorder <laughs> because <laughs> that gets a little heavy and isn't handled with the right nuance. But I felt like this was a good, this is like a good episode, especially like right at the beginning. It, it makes it easy to see why the show was like something that Disney got behind. Yeah, I also have picture day on my list. It is higher. Okay. Up. But I agree. I think that this episode is just like quintessential Lizzie McGuire. Also, this this was the episode that gave us this line, right? Thanks a lot, you muggle. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they really laid it on thick in the beginning. Yeah. Not that the lovely pop culture references ever go away. That's true. Something that bums me out about this episode, um, just reading this wiki page now, is that there was another music change in this episode. Wow. Um, when Lizzie is walking to the bus in this episode, it was originally playing Absolutely Story of a Girl. Oh, wow. That's quite a throwback. Like one of the best songs of the early aughts. It's been replaced by Feel It by Pony. So disappointing. <laughs> that is disappointing. That... Yeah, no, that definitely, I feel justified in where it is. It's definitely not number one. I will have more thoughts on that in a bit. Okay. My number five is season two, episode 22, Clueless. Oh, okay. I thought that this was such a fun episode that just brought everyone, I mean, sans Miranda together. Yeah, like I said, I didn't have any non-Miranda episodes in my top five. I just couldn't do it to Miranda. That's fair. I think this is my only one. Yeah. And it's number five. Mostly because I love a good murder mystery party. Oh, it's not for this. Gordo's had a crush on you for like ever. <laughs> it's also because of that. <laughs> so yeah, in this episode, Lizzie's friends and family play a murder mystery party game at her house. Lizzie solves the mystery first, but lets Gordo believe that he solved it first. Because of, you know, Gordo's male fragility. <laughs> and at the end of the episode, Gordo is about to ask Lizzie out, but then just blocked by Sam McGuire. Mm, yes. So this was the sequ in the middle of the sequence of episodes that really started to lay the romance on thick, just like fairly out of the blue. Yes. You know, we get hints of it at the season two premiere with Shy Roddy. <laughs> <laughs> but they are just like so platonic. And that that surprised me on the rewatch because in my head, it was so much more romantic throughout the series than like it actually was. <laughs> I was like, when are they going to start to like each other? But it's really just a series of like four episodes. Yeah, they really lay it on thick at the end. It really just kind of like takes off. Yeah. No, this is a fun episode. We got introduced to Ethan's stepmom. Um, I remember. Yeah, cousin Amy was there. I forgot. <laughs> cousin Amy is inexplicably there. Yeah, no, this is a fun episode. What was the was there a B story here with Matt? Oh, yes, there was. There was. Because he, was he gave it yes. Oh my god. How could I forget? got to include inspector pratt <laughs> yes and i also love this episode because i love whenever they integrate matt into the a story and mm -hmm. it becomes more about the interplay between lizzie and matt i think yeah. that's always really fun so yeah i just thought that 
This was a fun episode. It had a really good balance of humor and heart. My girl Kate really came through. That is why it is a top five. Okay. For me, number five. Okay. Yeah. Like I said, I think this is a good episode, but it didn't, it just couldn't be in my top five because there's no Miranda. I respect your loyalty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But speaking of Kate episodes, my number four best episode is. Um, I think I know what you're going to say, and I think it's my number three. So can I do my number four first? Oh, you. Okay. Um, sure. You can do your number four first. Because speaking of Shirani, my number four is the season two premiere, First Kiss. Okay. Should I spoil my list? Is that your favorite episode? That's my favorite episode. <laughs> <laughs> that was number one on my list. First kiss. Shy Ronnie. Yes. What about that Ronnie guy? <laughs> I knew it. I knew it would be. Absolutely. Favorite episode. Yes, please continue. I almost took it off my list because I knew we were going to talk about it with you, but I was like, I have to include it. It is, <laughs> it is such a good episode. Hilarious. This episode is hilarious. <laughs> I love when Gordo just shows up. <laughs> yes, please. I'm sorry. I'm stealing your thunder. Please continue. Yeah. So in this episode, Lizzie has her first boyfriend, Ronnie. Who is the <laughs> local neighborhood people? Why are you laughing? <laughs> I don't know. It's just so funny. <laughs> Lizzie is, you know, pretty enamored by him. Of course. He's everything. <laughs> you know, Miranda and Gordo start to get pretty annoyed that he is all that she is talking about lately. They're just jealous. However... <laughs> Lizzie is heartbroken when Ronnie breaks up with her to go out with a girl from his own school. This long distance of two different schools is just too much. And then the B story here, which is like equally excellent, but in like a slightly problematic way, is just like Matt getting extorted by <laughs> Melina for a baseball card. I think it's hilarious because Matt is usually the one who's like, you know, who kind of has the upper hand. So I think it's always fun when that's like reversed and then Matt is forced to like adapt to a situation. But yeah, Melina is also very funny in this episode. Yeah, I mean, Matt is as smitten with Melina as Lizzie is with Shirani. There really is a bit of a parallel there. And I'm looking at the trivia now. This is the first episode written by Terry Minsky since Pool Party. So this was written by Terry Minsky herself. Wow, that checks out. It's and quality. here's another piece of trivia. I said that I didn't have the Hillary Duff list, but this, according to the wiki, Hillary Duff has said that this is her favorite episode of the series. That is not a lie. That is in the trivia. When? I it does not <laughs> it does not source when, but it's Wikipedia. Or it's a wiki, <laughs> so you know it's accurate. <laughs> you know it has to be true. So you know what? I feel justified in that because it was also my favorite episode. I don't know. The fact that Ronnie is such like a <laughs> a permanent fixture in my brain, I feel like just speaks to the effectiveness of this episode. Yeah. And he becomes so, so pivotal to season two. He he just he keeps coming back. He does. He's a ghost. He's haunting them. Don't forget, Ronnie gave Lizzie a ring. <laughs> oh, yeah. Was it a ring or it wasn't it a necklace? 
I don't know. It was like in a in an envelope, right? I think it was a necklace. Okay. But yeah, and this is where we get the beginning hints of Miranda accuses Gordo of being jealous of Ronnie and Gordo kind of like scoffs it off, but is kind of like, am I jealous? Yeah. What are these feelings I'm feeling? All right, cool. So that's your number four? Oh, no, you're right. It is a ring. But yes, that was my number four. All right. I just think also, I just want to highlight the performance. Like, I think this episode really shows off Hilary Duff's acting chops Mm. in a way that some of the episodes might not. Like, her range in this episode is really on display. And Well, that's a testament to the episode itself. It's such a wild ride. We get an entire relationship (laughs) in the span of 20 minutes. And not only that, but the heartbreak of Gordo (laughs) just standing off to the side. That's true. Yeah. But she just she just pulls it off so well and it felt so relatable as, you know, a girl who went through a string of like unrequited crushes and like why aren't I pretty enough or mm. why aren't I like I just you you feel it when when you feel her heartbreak. All right, are you ready for my number 4 episode? Yes. My number 4 episode is season 2. Episode 18, Party Over Here. And basically in this episode, Kate is having a birthday party and everyone's invited, including Lizzie Gordo and Miranda. Shocking. However, there's going to be no adults at the birthday party. And so Joe and Miranda's mom basically say they can't go. Gordo's allowed to go because his parents don't care about him. And they go and basically Cousin Amy is the one supervising the party, but it's terrible because she's Cousin Amy. (laughs) and Kate is not having a good time and basically Joe has to come and rescue the party and chase all these rowdy older teens out and um yeah we really see a lot into like Kate's psyche um we see Lizzie basically I guess being a good friend to Kate which she is kind of like at sporadic points throughout the series for really no reason because Kate is kind of mean to them yeah and then on the flip side the B story is Matt and Sam are noticed by like a local scout to be in a commercial with director Zachary Quinto. And so <laughs> they have to climb up this rock wall, but Sam is kind of like afraid of the rock wall. And then Sam yells at Zach or then Matt yells at Zachary Quinto, basically like, that's my dad. You don't <laughs> talk to him like that. And so I thought both the A and the B stories were on point here. I think it's probably fair to say that if... Frankie Muniz was my favorite celebrity cameo. Zachary Quinto was yours. Um, Let me see. I'm looking at my other two top five episodes. And yeah, I think that's right. Zachary Quinto definitely is the only celebrity cameo, I think, in my top five. Yeah, it was, it was a good one. It was no, a good one. This is a good episode. I You really feel for Kate. I feel like throughout this series, she is painted as such a one-dimensional cheerleader. And Mm -hmm. I really love the few episodes we get that complicate her. I don't know. I've always felt that Lizzie and Kate are really two sides of the same coin. Mm -hmm. And this show does Kate so dirty. And then I feel like the ends like justify the means as well. Like the end of this episode feels like earned as well because at the end they're all grounded and I feel like that's like there's actually that's consequences. correct. Yeah, <laughs> like sometimes there's just like there's something that happens, and then like the 
the punchline is not the right word, but like the end results just like doesn't match the circumstance. But I feel like here, like the end of the episode matched the circumstance. And it's like, yes, you did a good thing, but you're still grounded. Yeah. <laughs> and that felt right. I think that that makes sense. Does that mean this this episode did not end up in your top five? It did not. Okay. But my number three is another Kate centric episode. Okay. Yes. My number three is season one, episode 27, Lizzie and Kate's Big Adventure. That was on my list as well. That's actually number two for me. Ooh. So I added a little bit higher than you. Ooh. Oh. Okay. Okay. I just love this episode. If it wasn't for some like pretty big nostalgia factors tipping the scales on the top two, this might be my favorite episode. Um, in this episode, after being absent from school, Lizzie finds out that her project partner is none other than Kate, who was also absent that day. And she's like so mad at Miranda and Gordo <laughs> at the beginning of this episode. She's like, how dare you abandon me? But it's a, you know, it's a two person partnership. You know, I feel like the thing that I love about this episode is in forcing Lizzie and Kate together, they acknowledge the friendship that has always been told to us, but we've never really seen that Mm -hmm. the backstory of them being really close as little kids. And then the narrative very much being like, oh, and then Kate became a cheerleader and she got boobs and she's popular now and doesn't talk to us anymore. Yeah. This was the episode that gave us this line. Hate my friends. <laughs> a great line. Um, according to the wiki, this was um, Ashley Brialt's favorite episode of the series. So this was, I mean, I guess for her, she has fewer to choose from. She wasn't in all of them. That's true. Of course, she picks an episode all about her. <laughs> The audacity. How dare. Yeah, and then the B story here, right, is Matt thinks he's a psychic. Hilarious. Hilarious. A really fun B story. And Sam believes it too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, it, it's just such a fun episode. I love the, just that like real moment between them in her kitchen when they're talking about like, why aren't we friends anymore? And okay, to me too, and this is just like, me making it gay but there is just such sapphic energy in this episode to me Mm -hmm. like just from you know the the little baking food fight situation that unfolds to like the little coy smile that they give each other at the end i'm like in an alternate universe this is gay yeah and i love it definitely (laughs) in my alternate universe kate is gay af so you know (laughs) yeah i just i just roll with that sometimes But yeah, I mean, similar to Party Over Here, I just truly love a good Kate episode. Anything that complicates her, I will forever just offer myself to Disney if they want to give me the IP to write about Kate. I would love that. Cool. All right. That's a good choice. Yeah. What's your number three? So my number three, and I'm a little bit conflicted about this episode being this high because there are definitely some downer moments in this episode, but I feel like overall the pros of this episode, including providing me with one of my favorite sequences of the entire show, outweigh the negatives, and so that's why it ended up here in the number three spot for me. But it's season one, episode 17, Sibling Bonds. 
And basically, in this episode, there's a class charity drive at like a local mini golf course. And um, Lizzie and Matt end up accidentally handcuffed to each other because Matt's doing a magic trick but loses the key. And so they basically have to go around this whole sort of charity event handcuffed to each other. Um, We learn in this episode basically that Ethan's having like a really hard time at home, which is like more character development than we ever get from (laughs) Ethan, but I appreciated it. We do see the the down the negative of this episode is we do see joe mcguire like randomly fat shaming the people who are donating large pairs of pants which don't love again joe mcguire not getting a great rep in any of these lists um but i love a good mini golf episode i loved lizzie uh ending up she ends up standing up for matt at the end of the episode because we have to like kind of deal with matt's bully who's been um, really bothering him. And then, obviously, we get my favorite sequence of the entire show in this episode when Sam McGuire has the key, but instead of just walking it over to them, decides he's going to throw it in slow motion across a lake. (laughs) And we just see it, like, flying (laughs) through the air. Oh, my God. It's so crazy. Um, Just the lack of self-awareness and logic in that moment. Yeah, but I think this was overall a really fun episode, and I liked the the moment that Lizzie and Matt have, and I feel like a good Lizzie-Matt episode definitely belongs in the top five, and so this was the episode that goes there for me. That's a good episode. That is the episode that, like, just missed it for me. I was trying to, like, figure out a way how to finagle it Mm -hmm. onto the list, and it just just didn't fit, and there's no, like, celebrity cameo excuse to to mention it, but... I I agree with everything you said. I think that it is such a fun Lizzie Matt episode, but justice for Kate as per usual. <laughs> um, because yeah. doesn't she end up in the in the water? I believe she does in the lake. Yes. Yes. Okay, it's getting real. Top two. I mean, you know my top two already, so we're just waiting on you at this point. I I guess so. so wait, what's your number two? My number two is Lizzie and Kate's big adventure. Oh, right. Yeah, which you talked about already. I already talked about it. Okay. So my number two, I feel like there cannot be a top five Lizzie McGuire list without one of the most iconic episodes of the series. So, of course, I have season one, episode 12, Between a Rock and a Bra Place. I want a bra! (laughs) Okay? A bra. (laughs) You just, like, it just has to be there. It's, I feel like I would get called out by our two listeners if it wasn't. (laughs) Really? Okay. Yeah, in this episode, Lizzie and Miranda go shopping for their first bras and are horrified when Joe insists on joining them. Meanwhile, okay, and the B story is not great here because the B story here is the um, whole Jet Li sidekick thing. Yeah, and we, (laughs) that's the, um, oh my God, is it David Carradine? Yeah, the, appearance. the David Carradine appearance. I feel like appearance. most David Carradine appearances are a little, eh. B story aside, I think that the A story here is another just classic Lizzie McGuire really encapsulates what this series is and really negotiates that balance of this urgency to grow up that they feel, but just the objective fact that they're still children and kind of reconciling that. I think this episode does this so much more effectively than Magic Train does. Yeah, this and feels like a nostalgia pick for you. It's definitely a nostalgia <laughs> pick, but I think it's also 
earned. I think that it's just an episode that every, you know, tween girl can relate to. It was, I know you yourself were never a tween girl. I was, I was you not. never needed no, a bra. I did not, no. But there's, there's an awkwardness to that. There is, I just think that that line is really there where it's like, you want it, you want to feel grown up, but you're still a little kid and you don't know what you're doing. And just Lizzie recognizing that she does still need her mom sometimes. Mm-hmm. It's just such a classic episode. Okay. There's a lot of trivia under this one. Weirdly enough, this is both Adam Lamberg and Jake Thomas's favorite episode of Lizzie McGuire. Really? Yes. That's interesting. Okay. I'm really confused why it would be their favorite episodes because like, what did they even do? <laughs> is this the episode where they become friends? Wait. Yeah, this is the episode. This is like the Kung Fu episode. Okay. Where they interacted Got it. together. Okay. They said this independently. Like they didn't say this for the same source. Yeah. But they both had a lot of fun filming this episode. Okay. And all of its problematic glory. Yeah. I'm sure it was fun, you know. Yeah. But okay. That's interesting. And then. All right. Yeah. I'm very curious to hear what you could possibly think is better than season two, episode one, first kiss. Well, <laughs> you should know because. It was already on your list, and I haven't circled back to it. It's season one, episode two, Picture Day. Picture Day is your favorite episode? Picture Day oh, is, wow. Okay. For me, it, it was really hard to pick a singular favorite episode, but I think that Picture Day, like if I needed to give someone one episode to tell them what Lizzie McGuire is all about and show it in its best light, mm-hmm. Picture Day would be that episode. Interesting. I'd go right to I'd go right to Shirani. Well, no, because what is Lizzie McGuire about at the end of the day? It's about friendship. Is and it though? Because Miranda leaves, <laughs> and it becomes all about Lizzie and Gordo. No, but I get what you're saying. No, the heart of Lizzie McGuire <laughs> and like where it shines throughout the series is in these friendship stories, and at the end of the day. Lizzie did what she had to do for her best friend so that she could get the picture of her dreams. And her photo holding up the unicorn sweater, adorable. Yes. Gabby McGuire, adorable. A true queen. I also, and we didn't talk about this before, but I also really liked what Adam Lamberg was doing in this episode. I really, I remember... when we rewatched it, the Gordo piece of it really struck me. And this was, you know, the very beginning when Danny Kessler was supposed to be, you know, Mm -hmm. the heartthrob and Ethan was more of a bully like character. So very weird episode for Ethan Craft, not the Ethan Craft we come to know and love. But what I liked about what Gordo was doing in this episode is Gordo's whole thing is I don't care what people think. I am my own person, which is great. But then at the end of the day, he's a person and you see the cracks in that and you see him follow along with Ethan in terms of the whole like, oh, we're not going to smile thing. Yeah. And I just sometimes Gordo can be written as really robotic almost and one dimensional in that sort of condescending, pretentious way. And I love episodes that humanize him a little bit more. Mm -hmm. And I think that 
is something that you didn't mention when you talked about this episode. I did not, no. That I just wanted to circle okay. back to because I think that you said everything else cool. that really needed to be said. I feel like our lists were generally pretty similar on both fronts, which is interesting to me. Yeah, I think that there was nothing that you picked that I was like, what? And I think <laughs> vice versa. Yeah. Everything checked out. I wanted some fights. I wanted some controversy. I wanted Well, some- if you want some controversy, um, I have the IMDb ratings up here. Do you want to start with what IMDb thinks are the worst episodes? Sure. I have EWs up too, so should we compare them? Sure. I can, well, EW is, who published this EW article? Who wrote this? Whose opinion is this on EW? We can call out. Um, Someone named Katie Menard. Okay, Katie Menard. Okay, Let's- Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see what you have to say, Katie. Me first? Sure, you can go first. What does Katie what does Katie think are the worst five episodes of Lizzie McGuire? Okay. And oh, and I guess the context here is that when this was published, it was the fifteenth anniversary of okay. Lizzie McGuire. Okay. I'll read so it's in reverse order, so from sixty five to one. Yep. So worst episode lines up with me, Magic Train. <laughs> And there's little blurbs under each one. And the last sentence of this one is, we always forget this episode exists. It's <laughs> like fair. Yeah. Second worst episode, 64, The Longest Yard, which neither one of us mentioned. This is the- we did not. This is the um, Walter Payton. Yes, Walter yeah, the Payton. the Walter Payton football episode. Yes. I thought that was a mediocre episode. I didn't have- Yeah, that landed in the middle. In the middle. I, that's a middle episode for me. It was, wasn't too high. wasn't too low. Yeah. Then we have Gordo and the Dwarves. <laughs> I actually- that, that lands in the middle for me, too, because it's like, I get why it's problematic, and I get that, like, we were both so frustrated by the end of that episode because the, the, the end is just basically, like, don't ever have any interest outside of yourself- so I get why it's at the bottom, but at the same time, it gave us so many iconic moments that I feel like I still remember. This is aversion therapy. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. I agree with you. So I don't know that I would put it quite that low. Then the fourth worst episode is a My Dinner with Mr. Dig. Fair. <laughs> Bad episode. Yeah. That one almost, that was one of the episodes that I... It's like right on the edge. Like if we did a top 10, definitely would be in the top 10. Okay. And fifth worst episode, Extreme Christmas. Okay. So. Fair. Are you ready for what the people say? Let's see what the people say. The people have spoken on IMDb. Oh boy. All right. The fifth worst episode, according to the people, um, with a rating of 6.9 stars, is Random Acts of Miranda. And this is the episode where Lizzie gives Miranda a bad review after this after her performance in the school play. That's the worst episode? No, that's the fifth worst. Oh, the fifth I'm worst. going fifth to worst. Okay. Fifth worst to worst. Um, the fourth worst episode is Obsession. And this is the episode where Lizzie becomes obsessed with volunteering. And basically, um, this is also the episode where Gordo becomes obsessed with winning the Science Olympics. And um, Matt becomes hall monitor. I feel like that's a little low for this episode because I thought that episode was all right. Even though, again, I feel like we didn't like the way it ended. The third worst episode, according to IMDb, still 6.9 stars. Lizzie's Nightmares, season one, episode 15. And this is where Matt ends up going to Lizzie's school by mistake. But 
rocks it. The second worst episode, according to IMDb, 6.9 stars. Gordo and the Dwarves, which we've just talked about. And then according to IMDb, the worst episode, and this is where you're going to, this is where you will become very upset. The number one worst episode of Lizzie McGuire with a rating of 6.7 out of 10 stars is Between a Rock and a Bra Place. What? This is what the people have said. The people have spoken and the worst episode of Lizzie McGuire is Between a Rock and a Bra Place. Who are these people? <laughs> these are not Lizzie McGuire stands. What is this? Okay, I personally think that all of that is wrong. All of that is all wrong. All of that is wrong. Um, that is obscenely wrong. I mean, if you think that is wrong, you're going to think the top five episodes are also... Well, I actually, no. The top five episodes aren't that wild, but you want, I feel like what you will think is wild is that your least favorite episode, Magic Train, according to the people... Is a 7.6 out of 10 star episode. It's the number 10 episode of Lizzie McGuire. What? <laughs> These are not real people. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what IMDb is on. Well, it's not IMDb. It's the people. This is why democracy doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that all of those quote unquote worst episodes would not even touch yeah, those mostly feel like middle of the road episodes yeah. to me. I don't Except know. for, I mean, it's a rock and a, blo- uh, a bra place for me is also like a middling episode. Um, I know it's high for you, but it's mostly nostalgia. <laughs> He's laughing at my outrageous side eye. Yeah, that just got. I think I just got burned a little bit by that <laughs> side eye. All right, so what does EW say are the best episodes of Lizzie McGuire? Okay, so coming in at number five is season two, episode 20, Lizzie's 11. Okay, that was like a fun episode, but I feel like we both got confused <laughs> by the heights. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, were we just too dumb to understand <laughs> this children's show? <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. All right, fair though. That was, a, that was a fun episode. Okay. Number four was First Kiss. Too low. Too low. Number three was Clueless. Okay. Which you had at number five? Yes. Okay. Number two was Between a Rock and a Bra Place. Oh, okay. So they're high on that episode. They would also, uh, who is this again? Katie? Yes. Katie disagrees with the people. Katie is good people. Katie is good people. (laughs) And number one is Picture Day. Wow. All right. You and Katie. We're just in sync here. Are you secretly Katie? <laughs> <laughs> no. Ah, this this little blurb calls out Lizzie approaching a school bus while this is the story of a girl plays. And I'm just <laughs> so sad that we didn't get that. I wonder yeah. if you can find that on YouTube. I I don't know. All right. Are you ready for the people? Oh, no. <laughs> All right. Uh, according to the people, the fifth best episode of Lizzie McGuire with a rating of 7.8 out of 10 stars is Dear Lizzie. And this is where she starts her newspaper column and starts giving advice to people. And um, but then it becomes too much for her. And then she's giving advice to Gordo, a.k.a. Confused Guy. Yes. (laughs) I like that episode. Yeah, that's a memorable one. All right. Number four with a rating of 7.8 out of 10 stars is Inner Beauty, which I've spoken at length about why I don't like Inner Beauty. So. I don't really know what the people saw in Inner Beauty that I did not, but they really liked it. That was their fourth favorite episode. Their third favorite episode, with a rating of 7.9 out of 10 stars, is Just One of the Guys, 
Um, and this is where Lizzie plays flag football. I feel like we just talked about this episode recently. Um, number two, is, with a rating of eight out of 10 stars, is Bye Bye Hill Ridge Junior High, which I feel like is a little bit high for me because this episode was like mostly a clip show. <laughs> yeah. Like, I get the nostalgia, I guess, and I get that it's, like, for all intents and purposes, the series finale. It wasn't the series finale we got, but it's what the series finale should have been. But, I don't know, that feels a little bit high to me. And then number one, with a rating of 8.1 out of 10 stars, First Kiss. So, the people at least agree with me on that. (laughs) Wow. There you have it. So, Katie agrees with me and the people agree with you. (laughs) Well, you know, about one thing. We're not on the same page about inner beauty. But yeah, so there's four arbitrary rankings for you to peruse. Mine, yours, EW's, and the people. Yes. On IMDb. Wow. I can't believe uh, we got through that all. This was an interesting exercise. This was fun. I thought it was fun. I just, I wish there was more controversy, but we got a little bit at the end. We got a little bit at the end. You can just yell into the IMDb void. (laughs) Unfortunately, like, there's no... um, I feel like the individual episodes don't have any comments on them. It's only like the main series page where like people can like write their reviews of the series. Yeah. And I mean, if you look at these reviews, they're kind of all over the place. There's (laughs) there's a couple one star reviews and there's a couple 10 star reviews. So as as there are with most things. Cool. Well, I enjoyed this. What's coming up next on the Alpha Repeaters? What is coming up next indeed? That is a great question. So I still think because, again, we are recording this podcast from in a closet. We're not in a really conducive space (laughs) to uh, videoing in our two guests for the review of the movie. And, of course, we know that as soon as we review the movie, our two listeners are just going to tune out. (laughs) (laughs) So we're just putting it off until, you know, we, uh, we get there. But... We do have other content that we can look at, as we did between seasons one and two. And Marissa, did you, perchance, ever see the 2005 Hilary Duff film, The Perfect Man, starring Hilary Duff and Heather Locklear and Ben Feldman? Yes. (laughs) Of course I did. It's a little fuzzy. I I would be down for a rewatch. Yes, it is currently available to stream on HBO Max, and I believe this is what we should review in our next episode. I'm down. It's- because this is, this is, I believe, well, 2005, I guess, is a little bit of space from Lizzie McGuire, but it's basically Lizzie McGuire, a Cinderella story in 2004, and then a movie called Raise Your Voice. Oh, we should talk about Raise Your Voice. But Ra- I don't think... I feel like we would have to buy Raise Your Voice, and I'm not really looking to buy Raise Your Voice. <laughs> Raise Your Voice. My very first novel that I wrote at the age of 13 was essentially a ripoff of Raise Your Voice, but it was dancing instead of singing. Really? And then and it has the guy from um, What a Girl Wants, the British guy. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, there's Raise Your Voice. But then, basically, the next movie that she did was The Perfect Man, and I feel like Raising Your Voice came out in 2004, which makes me think that there might have been some production overlap with Lizzie McGuire, or at least the Lizzie McGuire movie. 
but I feel like because The Perfect Man came out in 2005, this is probably like a movie that she fully worked on post Lizzie McGuire. So I'm curious to see how that is reflected in the work itself. That's true, but can we just like appreciate the cast of Raise Your Voice for a second? Because <laughs> you have, of course, Hilary Duff and Oliver James, i.e. the British guy from What a Girl Wants, but you also have John Corbett is in this movie. Jason Ritter is in this movie. Rita Wilson is in this movie. Kat Dennings is in this movie. Oh, wow. It is It is an excellent cast. Okay. But yeah, you see, so you've seen The Perfect Man. The Perfect Man, I definitely have seen. It's very fuzzy for me, so much so that I forgot that Ben Feldman was in it. Mm, yes. I am very down for another sort of Ben Feldman crossover. <laughs> <laughs> he just makes his way onto the podcast. It's crazy. So the premise of this movie is basically a lonely mother played by Heather Locklear begins receiving romantic emails from a secret admirer, unaware that this perfect man is really a creation of her daughter, I'm assuming Hilary Duff, who is trying to cheer her up. Hilary Duff is a catfish. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and like I said, uh, I believe this is uh, currently available to stream on HBO Max if uh, you would like to watch it in advance. This is, you know, as of the time of this podcast. I don't know if I can speak for the future, but uh, if you wanted to watch the episode in advance or watch the movie in advance of our next podcast, uh, that is where you can do that. Sounds good. Sounds like a plan. I'm cool. excited. All right. It's been a minute. It has. As always, you can follow us at Outfit Repeat Pod on Twitter. Email us at outfitrepeaterspodcast at gmail.com if you have any thoughts or suggestions on any sort of interim Hillary Duff, Lizzie McGuire adjacent content. Let us know. Yeah. We're really open to anything at this point. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Until we have a home again. <laughs> yeah. Um, as always, you can find any of our earlier episodes at our website, www.paginatedmedia.com slash outfit repeaters or on any platform where podcasts are available. Yeah. So tune in next week when we recap Hillary Duff's appearance in The Perfect Man. 